everyone, and welcome to episode 56 of the Play DNA podcast. My name is Sarah. I'm Damon. And I'm Cassandra. Thanks for joining us today. Let's jump right in and talk about games we've played this week. What did you guys play? We actually got really excited about escape rooms, and we played a couple of escape room games. Cool. Uh, so we played a new unlock. I think you've played this one. It's called The Dragon Seven Tests. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you like it? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was one of the good ones, definitely. There's some some fun, unique puzzles in there. Um, we played an escape room called Box One, which is Neil Patrick Harris's escape room game. That sounds amazing. I love him so much. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. Um, I won't say too much about it. We'll talk a little bit more about it in a couple weeks when we talk about escape room boxes. But um, it was good. Yeah, it was one of the better ones we've played for sure. Um, we played Raccoon Tycoon. Yes, which was pretty good. It was. Yeah, it was really good. Um, we thought it was a train game. It does technically have railroads in it, but it's not a train game at all. Nor does it technically have railroads in it. It says railroad on it. Right, but technically they're not railroads. Yeah, they're, they're, they're animals. Yeah, the railroads, quote unquote railroads, are pictures of animals. So we really didn't understand what. It's hard to tell exactly who it's marketed towards. Like if it's marketed towards train enthusiasts, they wouldn't really like that. If it's marketed towards animal enthusiasts, they're just confused. Yeah. It has nothing to do with trains. No. It really should be called anything. Well, like Raccoon Tycoon is fine. It just shouldn't have trains involved. Well, except also, so we played a three-player game of Raccoon Tycoon. And at the end, the person we were playing with was like, wait, there were no raccoons in this game. And we're what? like, oh, what? We were, and we're like, oh, my God, you're right. Where were the raccoons? And so we looked it up. And you don't even play with the raccoons unless you're playing a four-player game. Oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, there were no raccoons. Is Animal Tycoon. But it was good. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> and um, I also played Palm Island, which is a solo game, or at least it's designed to be a solo game. There is a two-player version. And uh, I really liked it. I was very impressed by it. It um, was very clever. And I'll talk a little bit about it more today since we're talking about solo games. Yeah. But um, what did you play, Sarah? Um, we played a lot of games, but I'll just mention a couple that I really liked. So, um, we played a game called Curios, which has gems in it, which is amazing. <laughs> obviously, everyone has like gems at this point, but it's more of a logical deduction game, and it was pretty fun. It only takes about ten minutes to play. Please don't email me about this on Board Game Geek. It takes ten minutes to play, um, and. <laughs> And also, we played a game called Nine Tiles Panic, and I love this game, but I suck at it. It's like a tile placement game, but it's a speed tile placement game. So it's an oink game, and I love oink games, and so that's why I picked it out. But you have to be the first to complete your city, and it's like a a city of nine tiles, but the roads all have to lead out of the city. And so... The first person to construct their their map like grabs the first player token or like the the number one token, saying that they finished their city first. And there's all these conditions you can meet in your city, but every single time I'm like, yes, I've got the city done, and I grab the first the first tile, and then I realize no, this road doesn't lead anywhere. Like this, you, I just lost the whole round because you have to have like a complete city to even count points, and mine always had this random oh, road no. leading into like a house, and that that's not allowed. <laughs> I just couldn't get it. Fun game, though. I'd highly recommend it. It's like, it, it, it literally is timed. So it's like a three-minute game per, per round or whatever. So Cool. Yeah. So this week, we're going to talk about games you can play solo. 
So I don't know if you guys are like me. I can never get enough board games and sometimes people can and so they don't want to play anymore. <laughs> and so you're left <laughs> left by yourself and I love playing solo board games. I've played them for years now. Not just card solitaire, but there's a ton of board games now that just come out with one player scenarios. So we're going to talk about that today. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm going to admit Palm Island, which I played this week, is literally the only game I have ever played solo. <laughs> you said you played solitaire. Um, oh, okay. Cards. I've played solitaire. That doesn't that count. Well, I haven't. Okay. So. I've played solitaire. I played solitaire. I played it as a kid. But yes, this is uh, Palm Island was the very first game I played solo. I played it specifically for this podcast that we're recording right now. <laughs> um, so that's my background <laughs> with solo <laughs> games. <laughs> How did you like it? The game is great. I think it's a really clever, really well put together game. I enjoyed the playing experience. I did not enjoy the rules learning. And I did not enjoy like scoring at the end of the game. Both of those pieces felt really silly to me because I was on my own. Um, And also because I was on my own, I learned the rules and then I played completely wrong the first time and I had to start all over again because it's like, this makes no sense. And of course, nothing was enforcing the rules. And I think I, I like having rules enforced. Like I love video games. I play video games all the time. And obviously, a lot of times that's a solo experience. And I think the reason I enjoy that and I haven't really gotten into solo gaming is because a video game enforces the rules, you know? I don't have anything enforcing rules except for myself if I'm playing <laughs> a board game by myself. So um, I, I really liked Palm Island. I wouldn't say it got me excited about solo games as, like, an idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was great. Good. Well, if you, if you cheat, you're only cheating yourself in solo games, right? Because no one else knows you're doing it. Well, yeah, and I never would because, like, how silly would that be? That would just it's be silly. ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but I also felt like scoring myself was kind of silly. I don't know. Like, I just – I'm used to it being a, a group experience, and, and it just felt a little bit weird to me. But I really did enjoy the the play experience of Palm Island. Like, it made complete sense as a single-player game. Um, the – the premise of the game is you have this deck of cards. It's only 18 cards, like a really small game. And each card has four different buildings on it. And this is kind of an engine building game, kind of a like civilization building game. So you have these cards. You start with the worst version of every building, which is the side that's up and facing towards you. And then each turn, you can choose to flip a card. You can choose to tap a card in order to use whatever resources on it. Uh, Or you can choose to like rotate a card. And if you are able to rotate it, or if you are able to flip it, there are four versions of that building on each card. And one of the versions is like the top version. And so throughout the game, you're trying to find ways to flip and rotate this card so that you have the top version of that building. So it's like very dense. Like in those 18 cards, there's a lot going on. Very, very clever. Um, I really liked it. It was very puzzly. And so that's why I think it made sense as a single player game. Um, I wouldn't have wanted people to be waiting on me to take my turn in that game because I just wanted to kind of try and figure out, okay, how am I actually going to make this work? Like you got to plan several steps ahead. And um, yeah, it was great. I really, I guess I, I should at least try and play some more solo games. I've just never really seen the appeal personally. The appeal for solo games for me 
it's because I love board games for one, but that I mean that's just an obvious. But it's <laughs> also trying to beat your previous high score. So especially mm-hmm. in Railroad Inc., I used to play that like six times a day, like by myself, which sounds really lame, but I would get closer and closer <laughs> and closer to being my top score. And then now I have a top score that I don't think I'll ever beat. So I'm not playing that one anymore. But there's other games I pick up that I feel like I could potentially get a higher score at. So I try to beat my previous high score and that's rewarding to me. If only mm-hmm. I know it. <laughs> 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 what about you, Damon? What's your experience with solo games? I only play solo games when I don't think I'm going to be able to play with other people or I would not want to subject them to something. If I think <laughs> that the game is going to be very, very dry or very, very boring or very, very hard to learn, um, then because I'm often designing games, I will play game solo just to learn the rule set to something I don't know, just to like check on it, just see how it's constructed. Um, a lot of the times when I'm playing solo games, I'm playing against an AI with like a, a digital version of the board game or against an automata. Is that what they call them? Automotive? Anyway, automata? they make they make version like a deck of cards that plays the other side for you. Mm. So the game isn't necessarily designed by solo mode so much as a faked out player. Mm. Um, lots of Euro games have that. So sometimes I'll play that with, with just an example game just to see if the game is worthwhile without having to sit down and spend 45 minutes teaching somebody else. I can learn the rules relatively quickly on my own um, and read a lot faster without having to read out loud. So I can very quickly learn those rules, play through a sample game, and then if I want to play another game, I'll play with people. Um, But some games I I really enjoyed solo um, that I don't know would have been necessarily better experiences otherwise. I played... um, What is the Underground Railroad game? Is it just called Underground Railroad? I don't think so. Anyway, in the Underground Railroad game, I played solo, um, and that was like an edu game about the Underground Railroad, and I thought that was a good solo game. I don't think it would have been better, like, competing to see who could free the most slaves. (laughs) I don't think that would necessarily have helped. And there are some other games like Onirim, which are designed as solo games and are very very well regarded, so I decided to play those just the way they were designed um, as, like, new versions of Solitaire. Um, And those are... Okay, but I never go back to them, really. I play them once, maybe twice, depending on the game. uh, And then they're just sort of done. A lot of publishers are making just variants for one-player games. I don't know if this is like an audience that's popping up that just people want to play games all the time, but they don't have anyone to play with. But recently, there's been a lot of games on the box where I've seen like one through five. And it's like, oh, I can play this by myself. And that's appealing because... I don't know. I just like the idea of if if no one else is around, I can play it. So recently, um, a game we purchased called Chocolate Factory has this. You can play Chocolate Factory alone. Um, Roll Estate is the same concept as the other tra- train rail game I just mentioned, where you just try to beat your previous high score. But mm-hmm. a lot of the games that I find that I like to play the most on my own are the puzzle aspect ones. Like Cassandra said, it's kind of a puzzle. That way... If you do play later on with other people, you have a better chance of beating them anyway, which is horrible to say. (laughs) And you probably shouldn't play with novices if you study the board. Like, I'm constantly studying the Ricochet Robots board, trying to figure out faster ways to get the robot to where it's supposed to be. So stuff like that, like set. I'm really good at set because I just stare at the cards all day and like play by myself. (laughs) So I wouldn't suggest playing that game with someone who does that. But it's a fun, it's a fun way to get your mind thinking in new ways. And one of my favorite solo games was actually made 
specifically to be a solo game. It's called Cristallo or Cristallo. I don't know how to say it, but it's a solo puzzle card game where you're trying to free these mystical creatures from the dragon's lair. And of course it has gems, but <laughs> it's actually just a really fun puzzle game. And to this day, I've never beat beat it because it's really hard to beat. And so it's fun to play that one over and over again because you can try to challenge yourself and see if you can get more of the gems cleared away than the previous time you played. Is there mm-hmm. a gem game you don't like? <laughs> yes, Aztec. That game sucks. Don't buy Aztec. <laughs> it's got gems in it. It's not good. <laughs> um, but also recently, uh, Game Right Games came out with that game I really love called Shifting Stones. It's mm-hmm. like the most excellent one-person game. I've played it like at least a dozen times by myself. So, oh wow! I just I think it's beautiful. The tiles you shift stones around, and it's just such a challenging puzzle. And I still haven't beat it yet. But you know, it's it's one of my favorite solo games. So I would highly recommend that to anybody who's listening. The escape room game that we just played, Box One, Neil Patrick Harris's game, actually specifically says on the back of the box multiple times. That it's a game for only one person. And then we opened the box and inside it says, are you alone? No. Are you really alone? And it was like, well, no, we're going to play it together. Sorry, Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, he was very focused on this. I don't know why. He was so focused. I thought it was going to have a plot thing, but it doesn't. It just really wants you to be alone. The only reason that we could see is the game does take more than one day to complete. So if you don't live with the people you're playing with that could potentially be a problem but that's the only that's the only thing to read so if you don't like reading next to people then i certainly wouldn't say it would have worked better like two people was kind of the max probably yeah we wouldn't want to do three for a good experience but like it was very strange (laughs) that he was so focused on the one player deal and i think it is because it is coming out during the pandemic like he is aware that there are a lot of people who are alone and don't have anybody to play with and are like could benefit from a really magical fun experience that's specifically designed for one person i think it's great that it's available but it was it was kind of surprising like how insistent he was (laughs) I'm like, you can only play it by yourself. But you played it with two and it was fine. Oh, it was great. It was oh, great good. with two. Yeah, good. it was perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of escape room games you could play solo. They'd just be harder to play solo. But, yeah, but a you lot of them, could. A lot of them also emphasize just like, you can play with three or six or eight people. No, you can't. You can play with two people. <laughs> yeah. You can play with two. I think the five components is, are any, too small. Any more than four is horrible because then people yeah. take the cards and you can't see them and then you're sitting there like nothing to do while they try to figure out the puzzle. It's like, this isn't fun. Yeah. I'm just sitting here. Yeah. Two's a sweet spot. But yeah. anyway. Um, there was a lot of mention online of the game called Spirit Island as a good for a one-player game. I've actually never played hmm. this, but if anyone's interested, I, I would love to hear their opinions on Spirit Island if they've played it or... I've played a multiplayer, and I don't think it was like something that I felt would be improved with single player. But it didn't blow me away. Multiplayer. <laughs> I like the little. I like the little pieces. The pieces are great. The pieces are yeah. The art's cool. Really cool pieces. Yeah. Recently, we played this game called Escape: Cur- The Curse of the Temple. It's a queen queen game, but you roll dice really fast to try to get out of the temple. Do you remember this? And it has music, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they actually have a so you can play that solo. So. I've never tried it, but I think it'd be really, really fun to play that game solo. You don't need to be bored with the board games you have because there's so many ways you can play them solo. You know? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I can see the appeal, but also I feel like in that particular case, like the, I think that one of the things that I, I've just has made me not very attracted to solo games is I feel like the amount of tension that you can build in a solo game is pretty low. And I think that part of the point of games is to build tension because it, you know, you're on edge or you're feeling competitive or you're feeling like you're cooperating with somebody and you're trying to beat the board. Um, I appreciate that building of tension and I am not sure you can really create that sensation in a solo game. What do you think? I disagree. (laughs) I play solo (laughs) games a lot. I think even Shut the Box, which is like the worst game ever, I own it, you know, and sometimes when I'm like bored, like I'm waiting for Bo to finish up getting ready so we can leave, I'll just pick up the Shut the Box game and I'll like start playing it. (laughs) Just like, oh, I'm so close. I only need one roll here to get the the last one down in the box. (laughs) It's, It's... fun for me i don't know it causes tension (laughs) but like if you're playing shut the box then are you like yelling to Bo? you're like oh my god i only have one more number left to get no but it's i still find it thrilling (laughs) like when i was playing so many games of um railroad inc and like i was so close to beating my high score i was like oh my gosh i just have to have the right role here and i'll get it and like i posted my score online like yes look at this high score i got (laughs) Like, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> no, I'm that's crazy. Great. I know mean, you're not crazy because solo games are incredibly popular. And like, you're right. There's a solo mode on every single game now, it seems like. Or at the very least on Kickstarter, um, there's a solo mode on every single game. And yeah, clearly they're they're extremely popular. And I'm sure there are a lot of good ones. Like I said, Palm Island was amazing. And it's the only one I've ever tried. So um, yeah, it's possible that there are a lot of a lot of cool experiences that I've just, I haven't given a chance. <laughs> a lot of board games are multiplayer solitaire anyways, but there's no actual player interactions. So That's there's true. There's no real yeah. fundamental difference between yeah. playing it solo and playing it not solo. Yeah. Right? Like most of the ones I try tend to have a fake Automa player, but like, that's only because usually when there's like a simple puzzle game that only takes 25 minutes, I can find other people to play it with relatively quickly. Um, And most of those would work fine as like single player puzzly experiences. Maybe this is mostly out of laziness because I don't really like learning rules. So, and, and like when I'm playing with Damon, I usually don't have to, like sometimes I will, but, um, (laughs) and that's why if I'm playing something alone, I always choose to play a video game because I don't have to learn any rules. It's going to tell me what I need to do. It's going to enforce everything that I need to remember. And I, I like that. (laughs) I don't disagree with you. The rule learning thing is the worst part for me too. So yeah. Yeah. But once you learn it and if you're like me and you want to beat your previous high score, you're just like studying puzzles. You can bring these games with you. Like if you're traveling on a plane or mm-hmm. long road trips and you can keep yourself occupied instead of like staring out into space or, I mean, I, lots of people read books and stuff like that. I'm more into board games, so I tend to like, <laughs> want to bring board games on the plane instead of a book, but yeah. You know. I can talk forever about solo video games, but yeah, solo board games I can't really speak to just because the whole point of solo board games for me is the social aspect, like, like the competitive multiplayer aspect, not even competitive, but just multiplayer aspect. Um, without that, yeah, it's all. It's always video games. I wish there was a board game that would engage me in that way. And I, I never really found anything that has the same like reason to have that tactile aspect. I'll definitely play around with board game pieces. Mm-hmm. I'll like sort cards. <laughs> and that's like, <laughs> that's like a game. There's a puzzle aspect to it. But I don't have any reason to beat high scores. I've never felt that with anything. Yeah. Like really? Or otherwise. There's no. like the f- I have a very specific. I have a very specific memory of like elementary school where there was this flash game 
that everybody was playing for like a week and I ended up playing it at home and I, I got like, everybody got like 12 or 14 levels in. I got like 60 plus levels in and I was like really proud of that. And I was like, <laughs> there's no way I can prove it. Oh yeah. I just did this thing. But like, what am I going to say? I'm going to go to school and tell people like, I did this thing. Like anybody could say that. So I just said nothing. Aww. I never really did anything. I was like, what's the point? <laughs> now you can, you can record a video of you doing this thing. Sure, sure. But like, I'm not going to. <laughs> One interesting thing actually that I just thought of is that deck builders are essentially solo games because something like Magic, the whole point of the game is to build your deck. Like once the deck is built, you're at the mercy of your deck of cards and chance. Yeah. And uh, I'm building my decks or sorting things like that's definitely like a game. Yeah, it's a game too. Yeah, it. that's like a, a puzzle and a game, and which is which is interesting. Like most of that game is is a solo game. Like just building your deck and then iterating, like making it better if you lost, or like adding new elements. And in that sense, I've played a little more solo. <laughs> Because <laughs> I've built decks before. Yeah. Um, That's why I have one yeah. criticism of that game, Taverns of Typhonthal. It's like, it's a deck builder, kind of a deck builder, but like the only player interaction is you passing the dice and it's like, yeah, basically a solo game, you know? So it's I criticize. I mean, a lot of games are like that. Yeah. A lot of games. <laughs> and games I like. There's some, definitely some games I like that are mostly multiplayer solitaire. Mm hmm. Yeah, but the, we criticize this game because they don't have enough player interaction. But like when you take it away and you're just playing by yourself, like this is fun. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're not waiting for turn. You're not waiting for somebody else to perform a nothing action that you could be performing yourself. Exactly. Right. Like mm -hmm. I, I, I understand that definitely. I think whenever I would normally like, if I didn't make games, if I didn't make art all the time, then definitely I would be sitting around playing solo games when I wasn't playing video games. Like, <laughs> there would definitely be, like, huge gaps of time where I would just sit there just performing actions that I would otherwise do, like, mm -hmm. testing my own games, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that that would definitely be occurring. I think that now, when I play a video game, I often feel the same kind of, I was telling you this, I feel often like I'm playing and learning a board game because video games are starting to sort of have the same kind of heavy reading rule sets that are mm -hmm. front-loaded mm -hmm. um, rather than having like long tutorials they try and shorten the tutorial by adding large paragraphs of text so it feels very much like i'm reading rules and so jumping into a new video game particularly something made over the last like four years feels quite a bit more like i'm reading a big old board game rule book to mm -hmm. myself mm -hmm. um and that yeah as a result I could be playing a solo board game and I don't think it would take any more time to learn the rules. Yeah, yeah, probably so. Especially if you've already played the multiplayer game, then it would be pretty easy. Yeah, I don't think I've ever done that. I don't think I've ever played a multiplayer game and then gone home and then played it solo. I know we played half a game of First Martians and then I finished the scenario because you were, were like unwilling to continue. Oh, so bad. And I was like, <laughs> I'm was not going to just do half of it. It's a cooperative game. It's supposedly roughly I'm, I'm similar sorry. to... I'm uh, sorry. I know some people really like this game. I've um, <laughs> no, never heard not, of it. Not for me. It was pretty It was pretty <laughs> bad, but I already set up the board and it took like half an hour to set up the board. So I was like, I'm just going to finish the scenario. I'm not going to waste all this time that I spent putting a hundred little cubes on the board <laughs> and just put it away. I'm just going to at least finish it. And it, it wasn't any better having finished it. But at least I did it. Yeah. 
I think the same aspect for me why I like solo board games is the only video games I ever really liked was like the racing ones like Mario Kart or I used to really be into this Diddy Kong racing when I was a kid on the Nintendo 64 but you could race your ghost which is just another thing like to try to beat your previous score so and I think a lot of people are into that like trying to beat the the previous uh-huh. record speed or whatever so maybe that's yeah that's just a select few of us, or maybe. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I I get that. I have I'm, no interest in beating myself. I'm obsessed ever. with Beat Saber right now, and all I want to do is beat my previous high score. Oh yeah, yeah. Are you that's all of, I'm trying. Did to you do. get close? Oh, I'm amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really good at Beat Saber, guys. That's what. The, that's the the thing I've picked up during the pandemic. I'm an amazing Beat Saber you player. Are, you did finally beat me, and now I don't think I'll ever achieve. Your level yeah, of Damon. Damon was really doing better than me for a while, but I think I've. You've definitely beaten me at this, this point. point. I've I've mostly got him beat. But so, if anyone has any solo games or is a really, they love playing solo games. I'd love to hear the suggestions. We love to hear the suggestions. Send us some suggestions of solo games that you really like over at our website. That's playdnapodcast.com. and. Yeah, that's all we had for solo games, but play by yourself because it is actually pretty fun to play games by yourself. (laughs) Play safe, play often, and we will see you next time.